0: Hey, amiga, Mireya and I are going to continue our conversation from part one, where we were sharing our stories about our religious upbringing and how that's impacted our parenting styles and our spiritual journeys. So let's resume that conversation now in part two.
1: See, and I think that's the thing. A lot of people don't question it. Like you said, they blindly follow because a lot of times you don't know better. You know, you just kind of do... Like, the whole, how we've been saying, like, the whole monkey see, monkey do, or, yeah, so we just grow up, we see our parents, you know, they tell us, do this, do that, and so we do it, but again, like, even when I did my first communion, I'm like, well, what's the point of this, you know, I was asking myself that, and I I didn't dare question anybody, or, like, question my parents, they're gonna answer me with not so, uh,
0: great answers, yeah,
1: like, it's not gonna go well, because, you know, you're not really allowed to, at least growing up, but like you're not really allowed to think for yourself because. You're the child; they're the adult, so they know better. And looking back now, when I see my kids, I'm like, no, they actually do know. They, they do. Know, know a lot more than what we know. And also, not only that, but like, I'm not above my kids. Mm-mm. You know, my kids—they're like—they're equals to mm-hmm. me. That I feel like that's how it should be. Yeah, because they
0: are humans. They're just little humans that are experiencing the same complex feelings and thoughts we are. They just yep. have less experience and less resources to be able to express themselves and deal with it. And then adults are like, expect them to be perfect and right. shut up and be picture perfect. And you're like, that's, that's not how it works. And yeah. then, then you wonder why they grow up to be messed up.
1: I know I've been told it's like, if they act a certain way, oh, well, you need to get them into church and stuff. It's like, no, they're kids and they they need to be talked to and they need to be taught. Be taught. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, I know we mentioned this in the previous episode, but like how our frontal lobe doesn't develop until we're 25. We need to give each other grace and have patience with each other, with our kids. Like, for instance, with me, I grew up in a dysregulated family, Mm -hmm. very dysfunctional. So I wasn't really given the tools to manage my emotions, to deal with my shit the way i I should have been so now having kids i'm just like okay well i remember how it was when i was a child therefore i'm not gonna go
0: this approach I'm we'll gonna try something else mm-hmm. you know because again like, it's like a trial and error yeah that's what my mom's thinking was and that's where she was <laughs> breaking the cycle so she always talked to us yeah I didn't get raised that way like she always had the space for us to talk mm. but I was monkey seeing monkey doing what my dad did and my dad never talked and I struggled and me and my mom struggled with our relationship for the longest because she's like talk to me and I'm like my lips were zipped for the longest until after I had Julian until When I had more confidence in standing in my integrity and like figuring out like who I was, what my feelings were. And I think it's scary too, like being able to stand up to your mom and say, this is what I think. And this is how I feel, especially when it's not what, you know, they think and feel.
1: Right. Because they didn't weren't taught that. Yeah. With me growing up and being first generation, it was basically like they didn't really know what they were doing and they continued having more kids. And then it was just like we raised each other, Mm -hmm. you know, props to my sister
0: because she you know
1: she she raised me you know and then it kind of the pattern kind of repeated when my two younger siblings came along growing up I I kind of was I don't know I want to say like they were kind of my first kids and I kind of (laughs) trial and error with them but like with my little brother like I had the patience for him and I taught him you know how to cook and this is how you clean this is how you do this and that and now I mean he's he does an amazing job at what he does and I'm like, I taught him so well, you know, <laughs> so just kind of like once I had my daughter, you know, it wasn't, I, I guess it wasn't the same. It was obviously different because it was my child. With her, she still, I feel like she still got like the angry side of me, you know, or like the not so patient. I would get, I would just kind of like, frustrated. I anything. would get frustrated all the time. And even just like looking back at videos and how I talk to her sometimes, mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, I can't believe I actually said that to her. And one of the things was I told her I would call her Faya when she was being bad. Uh-huh. And I have a video of it. And I like I watched it maybe I want to say like a month ago. Uh-huh. Dude, I was in tears. Yeah. Because I was just like, I can't believe I was calling her Fae. No, I wasn't calling her appearance ugly. I was calling her behavior and her actions ugly. Because of that, I feel like we need to be careful about what we say to our kids because those words can leave lasting impressions on them I have terrible mommy guilt because of it but trying to do better when i tell her like you're beautiful you're, you're gorgeous you know she kind of yeah you know, she kind of like mm. and with lily she the youngest one she's just like she t- she accepts it she's like oh you know yes i'm yeah. gorgeous and you're gorgeous you're a beautiful mama too yeah you know she's really easy to accept it with my oldest, like I said, it was, I think, I don't know if maybe it was just because I said it to her at a young age and that that subconsciously yeah. like stayed in there. And then looking back, like, yeah, that's kind of, you know, that's how I grew up, too. Mm-hmm. You know, being told, like, I was just given all these names. Then you start to believe that shit. I, you know, I wish I could take that back. But obviously, you know, you can't turn back time. Been striving to do a lot better now with all three because I'm like, they deserve it. They're little humans that need to be taught. But I don't feel like teaching them the religious part. I, I'm okay with not teaching them that. Mm-hmm. It's one thing that I'm like, I'm glad that I didn't because I've had to heal from religious trauma. Yeah.
0: and about Yeah, it, but, but even though you're not teaching them religion, like, you know, follow the Bible, start so you're supposed to pray, mm-hmm. do these things, you're supposed to follow these Lent and yeah. all these things. It's like, but you are teaching them spirituality and to love themselves yes. and like being aligned with themselves because you're like i do affirmations with them and we practice gratitude every day and yeah. it's amazing yeah just like
1: the things that they
0: say on their own what they're grateful for i'm like i didn't even think of that julian too i do the same thing with julian and i talking about how we're raised right like well, backtrack first i want to go back to like you know our parents were on survival mode yeah and like they kept having kids and like i think that's like another latino mexican thing where they expect like the older ones to raise the younger ones yeah but like that's not why you have kids and that was my mom's thinking she's like i didn't have kids for you to help me raise more kids
1: yeah i had that mindset when i had mine i'm like i'm not gonna allow my daughter even though there's some age gap mm-hmm. like she would she could be capable of like giving them a bottle like if she asked i'd be like okay yeah you can if they want to you help you can help yeah but i wouldn't be like here hold the bottle or yeah the f- you need to
0: take care of them it's your responsibility you're the oldest no, one yeah never. no it's not like that at all and I think the other part is, too, like you said, like they like our parents were on survival mode, right? Yours parents came here to America, whatever their story is, right? So they were navigating a new country probably not knowing the language, having children, trying to work, trying to make money, trying to support them. And then, like, also trying to raise their kids, like, the best they could, that yeah. they knew how. And it's kind of, like, now that we're parents and we're looking back and we're, instead of, and, like, breaking the, the cycles and, like, learning to heal, we look back and we're, like, they were doing their best. Yeah. They you did. know, it wasn't the best, but it was what <laughs> they could do and yeah. what they knew how to do. And so, like, we have to go back and, like, give them compassion and some grace, like, because without them, who would we be? Exactly. Right? And it's kind of, like, although you know, my upbringing was a lot brighter than yours. (laughs) There was still trauma that came down, you know, generationally and things that I had to heal from too. There'll always be some type of trauma Mm -hmm. or traumas. Yeah. And so it's like looking back, like my mom is awesome. She's my number one cheerleader. She always believed in me. She said I could do anything except for walk to the park by myself. But of course she, she was the second oldest, you know, she had to raise her younger siblings. She left home at 16, had me at 18, had to grow up really fast but had this different mindset. But then she still had all these different coping mechanisms. She had to instill in herself and she was still doing her best. She was still on survival mode as well. You know, trying to raise three kids and her husband and navigating this whole new world where she was like, I want to do the best for my family and for my kids, not Mm -hmm. knowing anything. But then we look back and it's like, of course there's the traumas and the healing. And I have talked to my brother about it, but I was like, you have to, especially now that like a, a parent i was like you have to give them compassion because you have no idea what they were going through yeah as parents i was like and now that we're parents you know we have all this mommy guilt like you just shared right we have all this mommy guilt and we're like trying to do better and we're like dang we we effed up on that and we're you know and we're trying like in this it's kind of hard because you can't backtrack you can't change it and it's hard to like patch it up better yeah And so, like, that's all we can do is, like, give compassion to our our parents for doing the best they could. And that's, like, huge in taking a step in healing.
1: Yes, because if you, for the longest time, I held a grudge because I was just, like, you know, the way I'm raising my kids, the way I love my kids, I'm like, this isn't fucking hard. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not hard to tell your kid I love you. Mm -hmm. It's not hard to give your child a hug a good 20 minutes of quality time it's not hard at all and when my parents didn't do it i was just like for many years i was so mad at them i was mad at the world because i'm like if i could do it why couldn't they so i was like you know what i mean they were doing the best they can they they were raising us from from what they knew and we can't be mad at them for that like we can't hold a grudge because when we hold that grudge we keep we have that in our bodies and And we pass it on to our kids we do and so like a really good example i can think of is i'm clumsy as fuck i sometimes will spill i mean who doesn't Mm -hmm. right like you spill your drink or you you know you drop some food on the floor or whatever you know we don't get mad at us or we don't want like oh you're a fucking
0: idiot or this and that Mm -hmm. but we do that to our kids or at least i know parents that do i that happened to me my dad did that to me like i Mm -hmm. spilled milk or like broke a glass with water he'd yell at me and get mad at me and like i don't remember what he said but i just remember the feeling of being scared (laughs) of just because water or milk spilled eventually like it changed because one time i was pouring milk and i was still kind of little to like hold the whole gallon and it (laughs) spilled like all over the counter and i freaked out and i froze and my dad's like pick it up just clean it up and i was like oh okay (laughs) (laughs) like i was scared that he was gonna yell at me but he was just like clean it up and i was Mm -hmm. like oh okay okay and There's no point in yelling at there's them. There's no point because
1: you spill stuff all the time. I remember if you if you did something, where something small, it's like eres una pendeja, it is yeah. like you said you don't remember the words, like I remember the words. Um <laughs> and the feeling. <laughs> and that made me feel like nothing. When my kids would make a mess, I'm like, it's okay, let's clean it up. Yeah, and you teach know? them to
0: clean it up. Accidents happen. Yeah. It's nothing to be afraid of. It's things like
1: that where as parents you know, we need to do better. Don't fucking go off on your kid and beat them. You know, or call them all kinds yeah. of names. For literally just making a tiny mess that can
0: be picked up. I've always felt like that with Julian. Whenever he's playing or doing something and he's... Like, there was one time he was making a crazy mess. And my I don't know who said something. I might have been my brother. He's like, aren't you gonna? I'm like, leave him alone. Is he hurting anybody? No. Is anything broken? Do you hear him no. yelling? No, he is fine. The, what he's doing... I can easily pick up. As parents, instead of, you know, saying, oh, well,
1: he's making a mess or, Mm -hmm. you know, like, destroying whatever. Like, who cares? Things can
0: be replaced. They're being creative. They're learning. They're growing. Like, I'm like, he's quiet. Let him be. I can clean it up later.
1: Yeah, I remember, like, when (laughs) we would be playing around at home and we were loud and jumping up and down. We were just running around the house. My mom would be so angry at us de su pinche madre, said. That was how we were talked. Yeah. Our, our whole lives, at least that's how I remember being talked to all the time. I think that's probably why I cuss so much. I remember my dad. This man is so fucking patient. He'd be like, "Dejenlos, esos niños." Imagine and he and he would say he would always say like, que sus hijos no puedan caminar o que tengan algo malo." Imagine if they were if they had a disability or if something you know if they couldn't run then what then what you know and so that's those words always stuck with me because yeah. then now when my kids when they're running around they're like i mean as long as they're being safe about it mm-hmm. you know it's fine like yeah go crazy run mm-hmm. around like release that energy they, they're capable of it so why not like we're taught as like that's that's not how you should act
0: yeah I but that's not have- home like what do you mean that's not how i should act i'm a kid <laughs> i'm not supposed to be running around right you know,
1: you have all these adults now these days that have children or don't have children and they want these kids to act and behave mm-hmm. and, like little fucking soldiers.
0: And yeah. this just like,
1: they're kids. And if anything, we should be acting more like them. We should. You it know? was so
0: funny. I was talking to my accountant and, you know, we're kind of becoming friends and he just had a baby. And I was like, how's your baby? And he was like, well, you know, he was really fussy last night and he couldn't sleep and he kept waking me up. And I don't know how I told him, but I was like, Again, they he's a little human. I was like he's entitled to bad days, too. I was like, maybe he wasn't comfortable. Maybe he didn't like the ones that you had in him, and <laughs> it was itching him or something, or maybe his tummy hurt it, and like you can see like it like clicked in his brain he' was it started like to piece together, yeah. Like, oh he was like oh he was like you're right i was like i know it's crazy because he's a first-time father so of course he hasn't realized these things yet <laughs> yeah. i was like but yeah i like he, he probably just had a bad day i'm like there's nights you know we can't sleep or we don't sleep well for whatever reason he was like yeah you're right and i think hopefully that will help him yeah. as a dad to realize you know like we expect these little babies to be perfect you know mm-hmm. poop eat sleep be happy and like not be able not entitled to a bad day too just because you're a baby and don't have cognitive thinking. <laughs> Cuz I
1: hear a lot of people saying like
0: you have it so easy or how bad can it be and it's just
1: like they can they still go through stuff like they tell us by crying. Mm-hmm. Right? That's how that's how they communicate with us and instead we complain about oh they kept us up at night or oh they won't stop crying and it's just like that is how they communicate. Mm-hmm. Therefore as as an adult as a parent mm-hmm. you need to figure out okay, why are they feeling this way? Because again, When we're feeling a certain way, like, we should be figuring out, okay, why am I feeling this way? If you're getting angry, start realizing, like, what does your body do? Like, you get high, does your heart raise? And then figure out what to do about it, just like you would with the child, right? If they're screaming their heads off, like, what is going on with them? But it's like we forget that along the way. Then we just continue growing up and not really knowing what the hell. Like, we just get mad at people. We go off on people. That's why you have road rage and people feeling crazy at the store. It does. They see it. And then they're like, oh, that's how we're supposed to act.
0: Well, even before that, like, I remember when um, Joy was little, like, before he was three, where I was working and then I started working full time. And then I was also, like, the president of this nonprofit. And I was going to school and I had my business. Like, there was a law on my plate. Yeah. And I remember, like, it being so stressed and so impatient and, like, Julian could feel my energy of me being impatient and frustrated, and all these things, and so, of course, when I came to him i my fuse was already at an end, so like I would get like super fast and frustrated with him, and then he would react to my energy, and then he would be more fussy and crying. And then we'd be like, you just elevate, and then we'd both be like so fuming and like sad and crying. And then I'm like, oh my god, my baby's crying, and I'm over here like with all my feelings, and I feel, then I feel mom guilt, like for like putting that onto my kid. And then he's sad. I'm like, you shouldn't be sad. Like, why are you sad? Yeah. <laughs> That's because of me. So I had to learn to regulate myself, mm-hmm. so I wasn't affecting him.
1: That's why you have shaken syndrome. Be- get babies get shake because the adults lose their shit
0: because they can't
1: control themselves instead of learning hey I need to step away for a second and regulate my emotions regulate my shit instead they resort to something like that and again that just goes back to we don't really we're not really taught any of
0: this or we're not even like allowed to ask for help that too I feel like that's another big Latino thing it's like not asking for help you have to do it alone we're not like do it alone but like you kind of it's they're prideful yeah it's (laughs) I remember my mom being that way after the divorce. She was like, she was like, and that's always been her thing. She's like, I have to teach my kids to be self-sufficient. She's like, because if I die, who's going to take care of my kids? Yep. Right. I'm like, of course, there's going to be like, someone's going to take us in. But like, who's really going to sit there and like, really love and take care of us? You know what I mean? So yeah. she was like, you guys know how to wash your clothes and like cook and do this and do that. When they got divorced. So I was 18 and she was working two jobs and like trying to sustain the household. So I was at home taking care of my brothers, cooking and cleaning and she was like, but I'm not going to ask for help. I was like, well, I'm going to ask for help. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I remember one night I needed something for dinner and I don't think I had money or, like, I gas to, so, like, go to the store or something. There was something. So, I was like, hey, auntie, can I ask some spaghetti sauce or, yeah. like, whatever it was? Like, can you help me with spaghetti sauce? Like, that's, like, the littlest thing. Like, how can I not ask for help for right. spaghetti sauce?
1: But well, we can ask our family for, like, money to be padrinos for a quinceañera or batizo or wedding we can ask for that yeah like that there's no problem with that because like you know we like to party apparently and you know <laughs> we have no problem with partying but when it comes to hey can you just come watch my child for a bit i need to vent i need some mommy time i need some me time yeah like we don't but yeah it doesn't exist
0: it doesn't like back to, especially not for our parents or our parents no, parents because then that's like saying you're weak you have vulnerability like what's wrong You're with a you terrible parent yeah <laughs> i told edith because her baby's nine months and she's like sometimes i'm just so tired she's like i need a nap i'm like well i'm down the street like you can call me i'll come to your house because she's very protective of her baby like and he's very attached to her because she stays at home so i'm like i can come over and play with him for like 30 minutes to an hour while you go nap like yeah. That's and then you even be. you like yesterday so can you please like watch my kids? She's like, but you're not like. Don't feel obligated to say yes. I'm like, oh m g, media of course. Like <laughs> I told you, I wasn't doing anything. Like bring your kids over.
1: Uh, it's because <laughs> I'm still like learning to
0: ask. I'm so glad you asked because I tell people all the time. Like I told Victoria, like I'll watch your kid. Like let bring him over. Like. Especially because my kid needs a kid to play with, and yours is a single kid too. And she never brought him <laughs> over. And then I like I tell people I'm like I'll totally like babysit. No problem. Like I don't have a life like that to say no. I think again, it just it goes back to
1: being prideful and not wanting to ask for help. Like I tell my kids all the time, like if you need help,
0: ask me. That's what so, I tell like, Julian don't too. Don't be afraid
1: to ask. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Like what what what's the worst that can that some mm-hmm. can say is yes or no? Mm-hmm. Like that's it. We need to teach our kids that and. That that's not something that I was taught. And like mm-hmm. I said, that definitely results in a lot of pride. Mm-hmm. And it's taken many, many years to kind of knock down
0: mm-hmm. all those I think souls. the other part of it too is like being scared to like trust people and like know who you can count on. I think that good. Act, so that's a whole
1: different topic Whereas, as like even in the Latino community with sleepovers and stuff because I, I know like that was
0: always like a no-no. I have friend who like I don't trust anybody with my kids. Um, I But I have babysat. like We've known each other forever. And I was like, I'm like, I love your kids. I wouldn't say yes to babysitting anybody's kids if I don't like them. Because there are some kids like it's not their fault but poor things like, you know, their terrible attitudes or like and but it's like obviously, and like I said, that like it's not their fault. And your kids are great. Your kids are hilarious. <laughs>
1: yeah, they're very entertaining.
0: <laughs> and I think that's what the like a big part of the way I can't say it for myself, but like the way you were raised, and a lot of the Latinas and Latinos are raised, is like, oh, like your feelings, like that's not important. Like that wasn't at the forefront of parenting, and like making sure your emotional health was positive. It was mm-hmm. just like you're fed, you're clothed, you're clean, you're good. Like, everything else is more important than
1: that. But, like, that's, like, the number one thing that should be, like,
0: that's, like, should be the first thing. And see, like, I remember, like, you, you said the story, like, your mom, like, oh, it took for you to get hurt for her to say something or stand up for you until she actually saw something physical versus, like, when you came home crying and were hurt, like. With words. Yeah. That's still pretty fucking hurtful. And that that goes back to, like, talking about spirituality, right? Because in today's world, like, right, again, religion is controlling the masses because they're sleeping and they're in the matrix. Love that one. (laughs) And it's like people people are taught to live their lives from the outside in, right? They have to have the cars. They have to have the house. They have to have the finances. They have to look pretty. They have to, like, have a body, all these things. But it's actually from the inside out, and I think that's part of, like raising children is like oh we just have to make sure that our kids look good they're going to school we have the house we're taking care of them they're good versus making sure like you know they feel good they're they're taking care of within their hearts and their emotions and their minds and like you know they're emotionally balanced and like they understand how to express themselves and all these different things and know how to like maintain those feelings that Mm -hmm. now we're trying to figure out and living from the inside out
1: yeah that's huge because that's where everything should start, honestly. That should be taught from the get-go. Otherwise, what's the point? The whole, like, the religious trauma, the all the childhood traumas. Again, I think that just ties back to being pushed away from the church. I don't ever, I didn't think I was an atheist. I, I would think I was more, like, agnostic more than anything. Uh, because, like I said, I still believe that there is a higher power whole trusting issues and the all everything just like growing up and I'm like this is not how I want my kids to grow up this is not the type of environment or how I want them to be brought up at all I
0: want them to be able to make that decision themselves and that's how I try to raise doing now like because I don't like really do timeouts like I spanked him a couple of times when he was younger and I was like but that this wasn't effective and if anything I hurt myself in my hand more than anything and then as he's I think someone recently asked me like do you spank him I was like do you see him like he's to my chin (laughs) like he's gonna be surpassing my height pretty soon like I can't even hold him down to spank him let alone like actually spank him for it to be effective right like he can turn around and hit me back that's how big he is like so no that's not an effective form of discipline for me I rather like if something's going on like whatever it is I talk to him about it mm-hmm. i was like i will do like take away screen time so he can like because i feel like screen time definitely affects their mm-hmm. their attitudes and their behaviors and their moves like so much i'm like dude <laughs> no more screen time because you're having you're being a little little brat but i was like but i sit with him and i explain to him it's not that you did something right or wrong like i'm trying to teach you respect integrity trust mm-hmm. i was like because you're nine dude you pretty soon you're gonna be a man in a in a flash you know <laughs> and I was like and I told him like we have to start thinking about the kind of person you want to grow up to be I was like do you want people to think that you're not trustworthy I told him to go to sleep but he was still on his phone an hour later he was still on his phone mm-hmm. and he tried to like lie and say he wasn't so does that mean I can't trust you I'm like do you want to be that kind of person where people don't trust you and he was like no then you have to be true to your word and if, we, if you agree that we're gonna turn off the phone when it's time go to bed that's what you have to do yeah i'm like that's called integrity and he was like oh and i was like it goes back to like dude like this isn't affecting me like this is the kind of person you're gonna be like yeah. this is your life yeah.
1: and this goes back to teaching them with me for instance like i remember i did spank Anali when she was younger and then it, like you said it like it would like even if i tapped her like my hand would
0: Yeah, it It, stinks. I I could
1: feel it. Like, even if it was just a small tap, like, my body was like, no. My hand would hurt for, like, the whole day, even if it was just a small tap. And I'm like, okay, well, I should not do this and find other effective ways of... Disciplining. Disciplining. Yeah, and so I, I know I've had conversations with several people, and they will fight me tooth and nail to say, like, oh, like, I was spanked and I grew up okay or whatever, and like co-workers <laughs> but I'm like okay if you piss me off right now and I punch you in the face because you you know you're being disrespectful to me or you, you know you're making me feel some sort of way is that okay and they're like no it's assault okay, like, okay so then. why is it okay to do to your kid exactly mm-hmm. like why then we would we put our hand? oh well I don't beat them I just you know like t- you know
0: fool. why didn't beat you either I just punched you
1: right or like <laughs> even what if I just slap you in the face yeah right like yeah it's still assault so why isn't it a- why is it okay then when we do it to our kids? Like, mm-hmm. it makes no fucking sense. And then we tell them, oh, don't, you know, don't hit. But then, like, we, hit, it, them. we hit them. Like, mm-hmm. if they were to hit someone and you hit them, it's like, it doesn't, it does not make sense. And that's not how it should work. Like, the whole timeouts, like, I started doing more like time ins mm-hmm. where I would sit with them and see, like, what was going on with them? Why are they doing the things that they're doing? And figuring out, like, ways to, you know, regulate their emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, sitting there and just teaching them to just just let's just breathe you know even if they don't want to a lot of the times i'll just start breathing i'll just start mm-hmm. doing deep breaths mm-hmm. and then soon enough they'll start doing yeah deep i do with that me. with julian too yeah if, if it works for us it's gonna work for them yeah of
0: course like, because they're humans too.
1: just sitting there and yelling at them and hitting them or whatever or cussing them out you know physically abusing them emotionally, emotionally abusing them. them none of those work they don't and a lot of us are walking around right now
0: hearing that from their parents carrying
1: it yes carrying all that from our childhood and saying oh well we're fine like we're functioning adults but like really are we no no like for instance like if you're driving and someone cuts you off like how do you react in that moment you know what i'm saying like if you if you right away snap Mm -hmm. like that's something you need to take care of
0: yeah for sure it comes up in little things all the time i do that too and i'm like reel it in diamond and I have to breathe and be like, to myself, it's all right. It's not that big of a deal. Like, no. let that person do what they're doing. And I catch myself doing it all the time. <laughs> I'm, like, all the
1: time when someone passed me, I'm like, well, oh, okay. Kind of like, it's just like a river.
0: Yeah. You know, you just got to let it flow. Yeah. And it depends on the day. Sometimes I'm all like, you must be late. <laughs> I got plenty of time. Right. <laughs> you like, go ahead. <laughs> what's
1: the point of getting mad or flipping them
0: off? Yeah. Or, like... And I explained that to Julian, too, because then sometimes he'll get frustrated about silly things. And I'm like, honey, like, think about it. Like, do you really want to be wasting your time and energy crying and being angry over this little thing that I, I, you know, sometimes it is like a big thing to them. But when it's not, I'm like, instead of being angry, just like move on and find a new solution. And then in two seconds, you'll be happy again versus spending 15, 20, 30 minutes being angry. And then you wasted all that energy and then you forgot what you were doing yeah
1: you know like just being at a like for instance like if you're at the grocery store and i know i caught myself doing that the other day when we went but as soon as i like i shut up and i didn't say nothing what happened do you remember
0: no i don't know what you're talking about i remember going to the grocery store
1: well, we were in the line and i was like oh like this line i was like they never i'm like why do they only have one checkout or oh one, yeah they, they always have, but
0: they do but they,
1: yeah they do and then, but I, once I like, kind of was like, okay,
0: I, I like, know because you were frustrated. I'm like, I'll go get in line while you go get the last thing. Uh-huh. And I got in line and it didn't. And then, and then they and did then open. They opened up the lane, yeah. the other lane. I'm yeah. like, that never
1: happens. <laughs> you know? So I'm just like, and for a second there, I'm like, I was just complaining about something that like. I can't control. Like, mm-hmm. there's really no reason for me to be complaining about it because it's like, like you said, the line was actually moving pretty quickly, mm-hmm. you know, but it's like those little things are like the whole traffic, or I remember I would get so, like, just the little things, yeah. things that piss us off, or like, for what? Yeah, like and that's what I'm trying things to tell. happen. Like, things will happen no matter what. Mm-hmm. It's how we react. Choose, yeah, choose to react to that. That's
0: your entire power. And that's what I try to tell Julian too and teach him when I. When I go through things with him, I was like, and I'm like, but you also absolutely have the right to feel those feelings and be angry when, like, definitely. And I was like, and so, like, when there's times when it, when we can't have that time in yet, I'm like, you know what? Like, you go to your room, go cry it out, go be angry, do whatever you need to do, and then let me know when you're ready to talk about it and we can talk about it. And he's like, okay. And he's done that. And sometimes where I'm just like, when I just don't have the, I'm like, you know what? Just go to your room because I can't go back and forth with you until you are calmed down. Yeah. And sometimes he'll come down. He'll he'll be like, you know what, mom? I'm sorry. He's like, I shouldn't have reacted that way. I'm like, thank you for your apology. So what was going on? So we can like learn how to regulate those feelings. But
1: even then too, for you, for instance, like in that moment, if when you send them to their room, mm-hmm. a lot of times like that can help you decompress and you to kind of, you know, just take yeah. A deep so breath. we both
0: don't escalate and it yeah. comes out of hand because I was like, sometimes I catch myself, and I'm like, you know what? And I, I think I've done this where I was like, you go to your room. I'm going to go chill out over here. Yeah. And I have to. And then there's like even times where like I practice too. I was like, he's totally fine. And I'm incredibly frustrated. I was like, and I walk away and I come back and I was like, okay, I had to calm down. And, but we have to set that example for them. Like, I'm like, and I tell him like, look at mommy, I'm an adult. I'm 30 and I'm still practicing this. Like yeah. I still get frustrated and I still have to pause and breathe and take time to figure out what I'm thinking about and what I'm feeling and then come back yeah I'm like so and then because I feel like he gets frustrated with himself that he doesn't isn't perfect mm-hmm. and I'm like babe this is something you have to do like your entire life yeah and he's like oh and I think that makes him feel better too that it's not just him like yeah. it's a human thing right. like we're all doing it it's
1: okay yeah because you know we as children like at least for my in my case, you know, I was always told like as adults they know they know everything, they know better. Oh my god. You know. <laughs> but one thing that I do a lot of the times is when I'm feeling a certain way, like if I'm feeling happy, I'm I'll express the feeling. I'll say, I'm really excited or I'm really happy and then I'll elaborate why. Or if I'm feeling irritated, I'm like, Oh, I'm feeling so irritated and then like my daughter will be like, Why mommy? And then I tell her it's because this, this, this but it's okay i'm just you know just getting through it processing I'm, yeah i'm processing it so that way they know like it's okay to feel irritated it's okay to feel angry like those things like those are emotions that mm-hmm. we as humans will experience you know we'll experience anger sadness grief happiness joy everything but it's how we choose to react to them mm-hmm. and, tell, and and for them to learn that at a young age it's just preparing them mm-hmm. to be able to grow up as
0: emotionally intelligent
1: emotional intelligent adults
0: yeah that's what i told Jane (laughs) too i was like you are totally allowed to feel all your feelings happy sad angry whatever it is i was like but they do not control you Cause I think, cause um, when he was five and he got he went into that new school, he was totally fine. But then he started having like these anger rage burst things, mm-hmm. and the the school was like, well, I think he's having these issues, like all these BS excuses. Yeah. I was like, absolutely not. Like my kid's been in school for eighteen months. He's been fine up until he got into this classroom. He's learning these from other kids. Like I don't know what's going on in the school, but it's not okay. Mm-hmm. And I had to spend like literally an entire semester teaching him how to decompress from his anger it went from like 30 minutes and i had to sit with him and he was i mean he was four or five years old he was little
1: good job mama
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) but he was like trying to hit me and like hitting stuff and breaking stuff and he was angry of course it was a lot of damage because he was five but it was like i had to like sit with him and like for like at least three minutes to an hour until finally i taught him to like Breathe and calm down, and like learn how to regulate his his anger, mm-hmm. to like down to like now, like he can breathe on his own.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. You know, because like growing up, I don't know, I, we were raised. I feel like in two whole different worlds. Um, <laughs> we you know, were. We were like I was always taught to, and especially for young boys, is not you're taught not to cry.
0: Yeah, and I totally didn't want to have raised that for him too. I'm like again, because I'm a single mom, right? I have to think of both of these things. I was like, I want him and there's like another tiktok where i was like i the mom was angry with her son who's already older and the mediator was like well did you share your expectations of him as a man she's like no so then how why are you getting mad at him for not meeting those expectations and like to me i'm like okay to julian again you're gonna be growing up pretty soon i was like together i'm like i want you to decide like what kind of man you want to be what kind of person you want to grow up to be i'm like and we're gonna start building those habits now Mm -hmm. because i was like I have to think of both of them. Like, you don't have a man to set that example for you in our house or anywhere in our family. (laughs) I was like, there's nobody there mentoring him, Mm -hmm. you know, consistently. So I was like, I have to think of those things and make sure that I'm teaching him to be a good man.
1: Yeah. Yeah, And a lot of times men especially are being or Mm -hmm. these little boys are being taught. To not cry, to you gotta be a man.
0: Mm-hmm. Boys don't cry. But men do cry yeah. and they do have the feelings and it, emotions. It's
1: like what who the who the hell came up with that? I don't you know, know what I'm saying? It's just like it that's the whole thing. It's just we have all these men walking around right now. We have so many people just walking around, <laughs> not knowing how to regulate their emotions, and a lot of men who like don't
0: cry. They don't. And that goes back to into our conversation. I feel like all of our podcasts probably be connected to, you know, intuition, feminine, masculine energies, healing and traumas and spirituality. But it's like those men are so far removed from their masculine energy. Their their energies are messed up.
1: Yeah. Well, I know, if, like, in my experience, I remember growing up. I can remember being, like, six or seven. I always cried. And at least that's what I was being told. One time she threw holy water at me and then threw a bunch of toys because she said that i was like possessed or some shit because i would always cry and also another thing that i remember and i I even i remember telling this to my dad years years later i remember her taking me uh, to the cemetery she told me she goes since you cry so much cry for the people here because a lot of these people probably have never been cried for or some shit like that and I remember her, you know, like, taking me to the cemetery and then, like, kind of starting to drive off. Like, that was just traumatic in itself. I think from then on, I, I held a lot of in. So I don't know, like, before this, how I told you how, oh, yeah, I was crying today when I watched that, uh, mm-hmm. that documentary. Oh, yeah. I, I cry for, like, every TV show or movie, anything mm-hmm. that has, like, just a little bit of sadness in there. I'm going <laughs> be in tears because I feel like i'm releasing all of that mm-hmm. i'm letting that all out because again when i was a child i wasn't allowed to cry or i was told i was being a crybaby all the time and then being left at a cemetery you know it was just kind of like that's what i was taught and that's what I, I was i was taught to not basically show that type of emotion
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so i feel for like men who are always told as, you know, as young boys, like you're, you're, you're a man or you're a boy. You know, you they don't cry. Don't cry. The boy shouldn't cry. You know, because I got that treatment too, shit. And like now, I'm like, cry about everything. I'm gonna cry. Like I'm, I'm not gonna say I'm crying. I cry for everything now, yeah. and I'm okay with it. And I don't. I'm like,
0: I let Jordan cry for everything. He'd be crying about fake characters in a show dying. Same. Cool. <laughs> like Moana, I'll cry Moana.
1: I've cried on Frozen, I've cried with Coco, and what was that new one with Maribel? Encanto. With Encanto. Oh, man, Encanto got me.
0: Yeah, those were good ones. Because
1: I feel like with Encanto, that seriously was like my life.
0: Dude, that had so many good themes in it. So many layers. It did. And I think, I don't know, but
1: Encanto seriously helped me heal a lot. Because it helped me, like, realize, like, shit, like. Not only and like, seeing, like, the sisters and, the like, the whole, just, like, with Bruno and everything, like.
0: And talk about generational trauma.
1: Yeah. That was, dude, I feel like that was, like, based on my life. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. No, absolutely not. Because,
0: like, the grandma had trauma that she passed down to her kids. And then Maribel was the one who healed. And she stopped it. And then from there, like, everybody was healed.
1: Yeah. Am I crazy? I'm like, i Maribel. <laughs> Seriously, I told I text my sisters and I was like yo, you're Maribel, I'm Maribel, and you're Isabella, and Luisa. you're Luisa, you know, and they're like, yeah, like, they all agree, <laughs> you know, I think my sister's also a little bit of Maribel, too, like I said, choose she, she, mm-hmm. she... kind of took that mom role as a young, as a teenager, but, yeah, man, that, that movie definitely, feel like it kind of helped the healing a lot more, just because I was able to see it and be like, I'm not. I I didn't feel alone. I'm like I'm being seen. I'm being heard. I'm Mm -hmm. like, fucking Disney was like, like, (laughs) just was like, yeah, we know. Disney's
0: been on point
1: lately. For real, they're like, we know the Latinos and how they grew up.
0: Bam, here's a story for y'all. Yeah, we all have we all have stories. We all have traumas. We're all in different stages of that healing and those traumas and like learning stories. Like stories are always unraveling and like you're connecting the dots. Like I feel like we've connected a lot of dots. Just in this last couple in these last couple hours that we've been talking um and like that is the point like we want to share our stories you're not alone you we all have these traumas and um they are more common than you think and as I'm getting to know you and all my other friends I'm just like wow like there are so many traumas that are repeating like patterns that are happening and I'm just like that's so crazy and how much healing is happening in just the women that are in my friends and my circle.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and so we are sharing so that you know that and that you can share your stories and be brave enough to like face them and heal and, you know, find help, go to therapy, talk to a friend, meditate, journal, whatever it is that your outlet needs to be to to heal. But it's like facing those things is scary, mm-hmm. but it's also necessary to move forward and. It's crazy because you don't know what's on the other side of it, but the other side is so beautiful, so yeah. calm, so peaceful, so happy, and so worth it. So we haven't said this before, but please like and subscribe, comment, leave a review, share with your friends. Um, we, this is a brand new podcast, and we're trying to share with as many Latinas as we can who are moms, single, married, entrepreneurs. Or none of those things, or all of those things, are a combination, or a mix and <laughs> match. Um, and we we want to build a community that, and share these things together, and learn together, and grow together, and heal together, and do better, and learn how to love ourselves and each other, and meet us and ourselves where we're at. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>